close process if you're driving or operating heavy machinery. Nick's hypnotherapy will not accept any responsibility for the use or misuse of this recording. Hello everybody, my name is Nick Shepherd and welcome to Nick's Hypnotherapy. Now, this induction is all about smokers that have struggled to quit before. So sit back or lay back and relax. As you allow your eyes to comfortably close, I'll explain a little about what to expect as you enter trance. You ready? Have all the knowledge you need to understand how to enter a trance. You have experience of entering a chance. Many times each day. I'm sure you can recall times you have been wandering along and discovered. Your mind begins to wander. to thoughts, ideas and dreams, or the experience of waiting in line as you start to daydream now. As you sit there, beginning to drift into a comfortable hypnotic trance, you can hear the sound of my voice and have an awareness of different thoughts and ideas that come to mind. And while you listen to the sound of my voice, I'm going to talk to you. And just like in everyday situations, like when you were in school, listening in class, and you will have occasionally drifted off into a daydream and later realized you don't know if you remember the whole lesson. Many people that go into a trance remember some things and forget others. And you can remember what is important to consciously remember whilst at the same time forget what is unimportant to recall after this session. So there is no need to try to go into a trance. 
it can develop all by itself. And you can develop that trance in your own unique way, based on your own lifetime full of experiences of entering trance states easily and effortlessly. From all those times you have discovered yourself to have been daydreaming. Through to those times you become easily absorbed in what you are doing. With your eyes closed, you can enjoy your unconscious. Prepares to enter a resourceful trance state that it is just right for the work we are doing here today. That's it. Now as people enter trance, they often begin to notice how the breathing changes. For some people, the breathing speeds up a little before it settles on a relaxed rhythm. For others, it just begins to completely relax. And while the breathing helps to deepen and maintain the trance, many people become intrigued to discover how much more Youthful, they look as their facial muscles smooth out. This smoothing and relaxing of the muscles in the face and throughout the body and the continued feeling of comfort that people feel when you come out of translator are some of the side effects of entering a hypnotic trance in this way. So while you prepare to enter the trance state, I wonder what other positive side effects will you receive? And while 
you continue into this state, your mind will wonder at times, and whatever happens, my voice can go with you. That's right. You now begin to imagine a secret staircase in your mind. And this secret staircase has 10 steps. And with each step, you can find yourself going twice as deep into hypnosis. And I wonder whether you will go deeper without realizing it, or whether you will notice certain changes or sensations. As you step on step 10, going deeper and deeper, stepping on step 9, going twice as deep into a comfortable hypnotic trance state. Onto step eight, drifting deeper and deeper. As you step on step seven, deeper and deeper with each breath you take. As you step on step six, drifting deeper, honestly and fully into trance. Stepping on step five, allowing your unconscious mind to find its own way of helping you to go deeper and deeper into trance. Stepping on step four, allowing all of your attention to be absorbed into the trance experience. Stepping on step three. Almost there now. Becoming deeper and deeper absorbed. Stepping on step two. Letting your mind wander and drift and dream whilst you're unconscious focuses on what is important to change. And onto step one. Now, into trance.
in your own unique way, ready and prepared to make the necessary changes. By remaining in a trance and continuing listening to me, you will be agreeing to something. You will be agreeing to follow everything I say. And that includes any suggestions for tasks or for developmental opportunities. And it is very important that you understand that my continuing to listen to me you agree honestly and fully to carry out everything I say so by continuing to remain in this trance you agree to do follow my instructions and suggestions and carry out any tasks and it's no good just thinking that you are okay agreeing with this but not meaning it because if you do that you will be cheating yourself and you won't get the results that you want only way to get the results that you want is to follow exactly what I say. Nothing I say will be immoral and everything I say will be for your benefit. But before continuing, I need to know you definitely agree 100% to do everything I say. regardless of personal opinions. So you need to be sure in yourself that you agree to that now. And if you do, you can keep your eyes closed and continue to drift deeper into this trance. You know people often get people they work with that really annoy them. 
that really irritate them. They say and do things that really wind them up. And they tolerate them, but don't do anything because they think if I say something, it might hurt their feelings, or they might get angry, or it might make it awkward at work. And people have a million and one excuses why they can't say something. And then one day they have been putting up with this for years and years and years and one day they just suddenly decide to say something. They don't think about how they decided to say something. Just for some reason or another, they had that certain mindset where the person said something to them and they just turned and responded. And they found it easy and effortless to do that. They didn't think about it. They just found it easy and effortless. Just respond. When the time was right and they found the result wasn't as bad as they had imagined it would be. And this is a perfectly natural thing in all human relationships we have situations where people irritate us and we don't say anything because we are polite and kind and eventually we feel we have to say something and you just say it and when it reaches that point, almost like the straw that breaks the camel's back, you hold it and hold it and hold it. And then it just snaps and you say something and you don't think about the consequences. You just do it. And there was a parent that couldn't get their child out of bed in the morning. Then their job was on the line. They were told, if you're not in work, you lose your job. And they had a million and one excuses why they couldn't get their child out of bed in the morning. Most of the excuses were blaming the child and making out that they were powerless.
they would say, I have said everything there is to say. I have tried everything there is to try. I have done all the parenting techniques in books. I have done all the parenting techniques on programs. Absolutely nothing works. I have tried everything and nothing at all works. My child still just lays in bed. I can't imagine anything ever working. And the parent would say that over and over and over again. And now their work is saying, if you're not in by nine o'clock, you lose your job. This parent went up to their child's room and they told their child they are getting up and getting into school because they are not losing their job just because their child is going to be lazy and not wanting to go into school. They got their child into school easily and effortlessly and they thought it was a fluke. They didn't realize they did anything different. And the next day, the same thing happened. They knew the risk to their job if they didn't get their child into school. And they got their child into school and the day after that and the week after that and the month after that and it was only at this point that they realized their child had turned their behavior around and not only had they been putting the blame on the child for why the child wouldn't get up and go to school, but they were also putting the success on the child. Saying the child must have just grown up out of the blue. they must have grown up and suddenly decided to behave. Yet other people could tell that that wasn't the case. That it was actually because they suddenly had a motivation that meant something to them. And the parent was now using a different tone of voice 
the parent had learnt to be assertive. They had always thought that they were assertive previously. But previously, they were going up to their child and saying, without conviction, But please, get up, you need to be going to school. Now they were going upstairs saying, assertively, You need to get up, you need to go to school. You've got ten minutes. And their tone of voice was totally different. And so, the child stopped the old behaviour. And it was because of what the parent did. And we all have had experiences like that, where the motivation reaches a point where Things become effortless and just happens. There was a person that used to smoke and they said, I've tried everything. I've tried patches. I've tried gum. I've tried inhalators. I've tried changing cigarette brands before quitting. I've tried smoking more and smoking less to see if that would help. And they said, nothing has. Stop smoking. Yet and then they became pregnant and as soon as they realized they were pregnant they never touched another cigarette they never touched another cigarette and that became easy and effortless for them they didn't think about it at all. They just instantly become a non-smoker. Imagine that. You know what it's like to be doing a behavior for years and then instantly Stop it. And not even missing it, or realizing, or paying attention to the fact that you've changed. Because for them, when asked, what stopped you? You were more than happy to smoke 20, 40, 60 
a day. What stopped you? They said, what stopped me was. The second I knew I was pregnant, I knew I was going to harm my child or put my child at any unnecessary risk. So I stopped smoking instantly. easily and effortlessly. I didn't even have to think about it. And they never had any therapy or anything. The change came from within them. Change just happened. And we all had experiences like that. Where change just happens instantly. And you know, the interesting thing about using hypnosis to help people to stop smoking is that it uses the imagination. And the imagination has tremendous power. Some people say they can't imagine things visually. Yet, on an unconscious level, that doesn't really matter. Because you visualize unconsciously even if you don't consciously realize it. And you know, if there was a plank of wood on the floor, you could walk across it and you wouldn't need any safety gear or anything. You would just comfortably walk across it. And if the same plank of wood was suspended between two hot air balloons 10,000 feet in the air and you were told without any safety gear to walk between the balloons across the plank you would find it incredibly difficult and most people would find it impossible yet you know that you can walk across that plank of wood because you did it perfectly fine when it was on the ground and it is the same plank of wood. The difference is your imagination is thinking about how you could fall and die or fall and hurt yourself. It's thinking about all the risks and all the research show that when 
there is a battle between your imagination and your willpower. Your imagination always wins. So in that example, no matter how much you really want to get across that plank of wood, no matter how much willpower you think you have, you still can't get across the plank of wood. In the same way that when you want to stay awake to watch a film late at night, no matter how much willpower you have to desperately try and stay awake, you nearly always just fall asleep. And the more willpower you use, the harder you try to stay awake, the more tired and sleepy you feel, and the more you just fall asleep. And likewise, when you try desperately hard to fall asleep, and you try to put in all of your willpower to force yourself to fall asleep, you discover that the harder you try to fall asleep, the more awake you stay. And this happens because your imagination is imagining the opposite to your willpower. So when you are desperately trying to fall asleep, your imagination is imagining what it is like to be wide awake. And it wins. And when you desperately try to stay awake, your imagination is imagining what it is like to fall asleep and it wins. So many people try and quit things using willpower and wonder why willpower seems to not work. And then they say they don't have enough willpower and they use that as an excuse. Yet many people that want to give up addictions say they just don't have enough willpower and they don't realize that they could have all the willpower in the world. The difficulty is that the more willpower they use, the more the opposite is being portrayed from the imagination, making them even more compelled to carry out the old act. And what is needed is to stop smoking using your imagination. 
when you quit smoking using your imagination then the willpower is trying to have the willpower to start again and the harder someone tries to start the more they remain stopped and it can be a really interesting situation to be in where the harder you try to start something the more stop you become because all of a sudden the imagination is achieving what you want now to achieve someone I knew lived in a built-up area and all the streets were full of congestion and because of all of this congestion there would be often be lots of smog around and noisy disgusting car engines revving up pumping out all the fumes and you would spend half your time coughing and spluttering and feeling really irritated and wanting to get away from it all and then moving out to the country meant all of a sudden the roads were open and clear the air was fresh you could admire the blue sky at night you could actually see all the stars and it was as if someone had opened up a new world of wonder and discovery and you could see things you never used to be able to see and breathe in deep fresh air and just enjoy life and walk for more often and savor each and every moment someone went traveling once and said they met a tribe in the Amazon rainforest and this tribe told them a story about how there used to be a path they used to all follow almost religiously they would follow this path and the path was full of danger and at the end of the path was treasure and they wanted the treasure 
so they would take this path and it was dangerous so not everyone would make it many people would die trying to make this journey or get severely injured on the trip and then one day someone came to the tribe and said why don't you just find a new path a safe path and they had never thought about that before and this person said if I can find a safe path through as long as you keep following that path and hacking your way through it will stay clear long after I'm gone and you can get to the treasure so that's what they did this person hacked through a new path a safe path and then they all just follow this new path and they continued to hack away at this new path over and over again making it easier to follow each time they travelled on it and being in a jungle it didn't take long before the old path had filled itself in and vanished and they couldn't even remember where it was and now they just had this new path to that treasure and it wasn't treasure as most westerners would think of it they thought of it as treasure as it was almost like the gift of life it was like a pool of water it was like a spring so they had fresh water fresh clean water but they had got so in the habit before they had this new path of following that old path that it had become tradition to just follow the old path without ever once thinking that it was even a possibility to create a new path yet once they realize that you have a new path they just follow the path and as you listen to me and respond to everything i say on an unconscious level and responded fully and honestly 
I'm sure a part of you will be curious to know what I was talking about earlier about setting you a task. And at the end, I will let you know. And I know that right now you are in a trance. And I don't know how aware you are of the trance you are in. And I know that you are learning on an unconscious level how to create new change. And I know that you are learning on an unconscious level how create new change. You know, as a child, you learnt to count. You learnt how to write. You learnt how to read. And all of those tasks you found terribly difficult to start with. And you really struggled with them. You struggled to notice the difference between a three and an M, between a D and a B, between a two and a Z. There was so much confusion and it was so difficult. Yet you mastered it and stopped having to give it any thought in the same way that many, many years ago you learnt how to stand up and walk and it was so difficult to start with. You would stand up balancing your weight onto one knee and then the other knee and a hand. Perhaps holding onto something and pulling yourself up a bit and as you get yourself up you would swap a knee for a foot and as you put weight on that foot you would fall over and you would keep trying and trying until eventually you managed to get the second foot up and then you would lift a foot off the ground and you would fall over again and you would try and try and try again until you got into that position again and this time as you take a step you would move your body weight and discover you can take a step but then 
when you try to take the second step, you discover that if you try to move the same foot again, you fall over again. Then you keep trying until you figure out you need to move the other foot to take a step and have to shift your body weight to take a step. And it can take many months to master just taking a few simple steps. Yet, once you have mastered it, you are growing all the time. So you have to keep adapting and changing because your feet are suddenly slightly larger. Your legs are slightly longer. Your arms are suddenly slightly longer. So your center of gravity totally shifts. So you constantly have to relearn how to walk repeatedly over and over again. But within a couple of years, you have mastered this. And although you continue to grow and continue to change shape, continue to change size, you continue to adapt easily and effortlessly to all the changes that go on around you. Finding it easy and effortless to adapt to change. Now I know that you are listening to me. I know that you are wanting to stop that old behavior. And I know that you are responding fully to everything I say. And I know that at times you won't even realize that you are doing that. And with your eyes shut and your body just as it is, I'd like you to begin to use your imagination and just imagine that you go to bed one night and imagine that you wake up in the morning and you have amnesia for that old behavior you have amnesia forever having had that old behavior. So just imagine how your day will go. What will you be doing as you get out of bed? What will 
the first thing be that you do and just imagine that and just imagine running through your day what will be the second thing you do how will your whole morning go and remember as you imagine this that you have total 100% amnesia for ever having had that old behavior it's not a case of say I wouldn't be doing this or I wouldn't be doing that the question is what are you doing so what are you doing in the morning how are you enjoying your mornings what things are you doing what are you having to get done what are other people saying to you and doing around you and then as the day progresses what are you doing through the day really taking time to get absorbed deeply and living a day in your life the first future day of many look at things like when stress occurs in your life what do you choose to do how do you deal with the different stress in your life is it that you take yourself out of situations is it that you close your eyes and drift into a deep trance briefly is it that you breathe in a certain way to relax yourself is it that you hear my voice in your mind or do you do something totally different or a mixture of these depending on the type of situations do you keep lists to help time management are you assertive to make sure you are not overworked what is it you do throughout the day especially at those times where there is extreme amounts of stress that are unavoidable and unexpected what is it you do so well 
really explore that. And take time to explore that. How the way you handle it. Do you feel so good? Make you feel a sense of pleasure. A sense of pride. A sense of achievement. And really explore that. That's it. And as you explore your way through this day, just explore your way through many other days as well. And even though many different situations and the situations could just come to mind, or they could be contained within future days in a clear structure and just allow yourself to explore what it is like to be in future situations where happens in the past you might have thought, I'm bored. What is it you do instead of being bored? What is it you choose to do? You know, the wonderful thing about boredom is it means you've got some free time. And the wonderful thing about free time is that you can do whatever you want for that period of time. Because you've got nothing else more important to get on with. And if you have, then you should be getting on with it and you know it is easy to become compelled to finish things once they are started and it is easy to become compelled to start things without any commitment to necessarily finish them as long as it is all positive for your health and well-being. So I want you to take plenty of time now to explore many future situations. Situations where perhaps you would have struggled to manage in the past 
situations where as you manage them now your brain releases feel-good chemicals like endorphins and dopamine to make you feel good for making the right decisions and the more right decisions you make the more you feel good and the more you feel good chemicals get released into your brain and the more you then enjoy making right decisions and as you take as long as you like to imagine day after day after day cycling round waking up going through a day and then waking up and going through a day all the way through to falling asleep at night and you can imagine going day after day month after month year after year some days can just seem to blend into others being quite mundane which not a lot happening other days can be full of incredible challenging difficult events and incidents that you can enjoy experiencing how you can overcome those in a new way and just experience year after year after year of what it is like to live a life entirely without that old habit because of having amnesia of it when you wake up and because you have amnesia when you wake up you can experience what this life is like and remember imagination always outdoes willpower
and as you continue to go through all those different situations in your mind, I'm going to carry on talking to you in the background. And you don't have to pay any attention to me. Just pay attention to imagining more and more situations that could arise and how they can go. There was a person that used to get bullied and they would get bullied, pushed around, beaten up, have the mickey taken out of them. They would walk around, head hung low, always embarrassed, always feeling worthless. And then, one day, they just thought, sod it, I've had enough of this. I'm quitting. I'm not putting up with this anymore. And the bullies knocked this person to the ground. And they just stood up and the bullies knocked them to the ground again. And they just stood up again. Now, previously, they used to react. Previously, they used to either get angry or get scared. Either response fed the bully. Either response meant the bully could feed off of that response and get more powerful. Yet now, the bully would show their face. They would try to get a reaction out of the person. And all the person would do is stand up again. And then stand up again. They didn't show fear. They didn't show anger. They showed absolutely no emotion at all. And within the space of a day, the bully got so bored that they left them alone because suddenly they realized that it didn't matter. What they did, it didn't work. And the thing about bullies is they often give up. If they can't manage to get a reaction, whether it's an anger, action, or a fear, reaction, they would just quit. And they would Stop. And you know, memories are like videos. When you play them back in your mind, 
they give you certain feelings. But if they are played in fast forward, or rewind, or with no sound, or with the sound sounding funny, because they are fast forwarding, or rewinding, they don't give you those feelings. Or it could be the picture is too bright or too dark so you can't see what is on the video. In fact, you can watch some pretty traumatic stuff on a video and not pick up on what feelings are contained within that video because of the fact that it doesn't look or sound right to give you that type of feeling and your unconscious can understand that on a deep level and apply it where necessary. Now that I mentioned that there was a task and the task is this that if you ever happen to get an old craven, you have a choice. You can either choose to ignore it in any way that seems fit for you. It could be distracting yourself. It could be doing something else. It could be accepting that maybe you have been working for too long, a period, and the craving isn't actually a craving. It is a signal telling you to take a break. So you take a break as the action for the craving. Or you can carry out the task and a task is that if you get a craving and you decide that you want to act on it, you are to go outside and run as fast as you can for five minutes and time that five minutes exactly so that you run for exactly five minutes, not a second faster, not a second slower, but exactly five minutes. As fast as you can. And then, as soon as five minutes is up, you decide whether you want a cigarette or not. And if you want one, feel free to have one. And if you don't want one, feel free not to. So everything is about choice. Nothing is taken away from you. Everything is about choice and freedom. So if on the off chance 
you do get any of the old cravings, you can either choose to ignore it in any way you see fit, or choose to accept that it is a signal to tell you that actually you need to take a break because you have been really busy, in which case you take a break. But on the off chance, you decide you want to have a cigarette. Then you will feel a compulsion. You will run. For exactly five minutes, as fast as you can. Before then, deciding whether to have that cigarette or not. And at that point, you can choose not to. Or you can choose to have it. And you can always keep in mind. Any time that you have made the decision that you are going to have a cigarette. Or that you are going to want one. You will run for exactly five minutes. And at the end of exactly five minutes, you will then decide whether you will have that cigarette or not have that cigarette. And that decision will be made at the end of you running five minutes.